Hello everyone and welcome back to Otaku American. This is Big L and I just want to talk to you guys about a couple of things I've been checking out lately. First thing being uh, the, the new PC game, Nosgoth. The, um, it's actually out to download right now. It's in the Legacy of Kane series, it's their next installment. Not made by the same uh, people who made the other Legacy of Kane's like uh, Soul Reaver and Defiance and all of those. They're actually made by uh, a different company. It's actually um, Psionics. Company name uh, Psionic is actually the, the developer, and Square Enix is the publisher. So you know, without even going into the game, you know, since it's a Square Enix game, you know it's going to be good anyway. But you know, those who download it, like myself, I downloaded the uh, the closed beta, and I was playing it with a couple other people on there, and I actually like it a lot. You know, not just because I'm a Legacy of Kings series, but this game is actually great by itself, even standalone, it's just phenomenal. I mean, you get the game, and it's like a um, PvP kind of game. It's got like your uh, regular matches, like uh, Slayer matches, Team Slayer, and things of that nature. And the cool part is, the um, well, you're not playing as like Kane and Raziel and all them, but you do play as either the humans or the vampires. So, on the human side, they actually have a uh, couple of different classes, like uh, the Hunter, the Alchemist, the Scout, the Prophet, and Vanguard. Each one is pretty cool, because uh, like the, the uh, Scouts, they can uh, pretty much go around and kind of like survey the area. They don't have a whole lot of hit points or uh, defense points to be expected. And um, they, their weapon loadout, you know, they kind of throw like these little daggers that like stagger vampires as they throw them. And they have like a little volley attack that kind of does periodic damage on like an area kind of setting there. Where people go in there and they get jacked up and they kind of get poisoned a little bit. You know, they carry the crossbows and they have like camouflage and they can mark targets that'll show up on the map for people. They can set traps, they got turrets and grappling coats. It's pretty sneaky, long range, kind of stealthy kind of class for you guys who like uh, that kind of thing. The Prophets, they're kind of like the Lost Seers of the whole series. And you know, they have like dual pistols and they, they kind of look like dual machine guns when you look at them, but they're kind of like uh, shotguns. They have like these different abilities where you have like a headshot, a draining curse, and a disabling curse. You know, kind of self-explanatory there. And then they have like their secondary abilities where they can like leech life off of enemies. And they can do like a kind of sacrifice attack where you can kind of like channel your health into target teammates. And kind of heal them a little bit. And you also have like a guard where you can put like a shield boost on everybody. So they're kind of like uh, the medics of the whole group there. And you've got like the vanguards. The vanguards actually look kind of cool. They kind of look like a uh, medieval kind of monk armored hatchet throwing kind of burly crazy looking dude. And these guys, you know, they have like their um, impaler axes and they just kind of hack at people. They have like a shield bash and they have like a kind of judgment thing. The judgment's kind of cool because you know you can call upon your drowned brethren to judge nearby vampires, damaging them and executing low health 
enemies pretty much instantly. And you have like a roaring cry, which kind of increases movement and regeneration for a short time. So I guess you could say they're like the tanks of the group. So they can go in there and take them out. And while you're healing them or everything, they're buffing you at the same time. And, you know, they're really great to have in, like, the entire party. You kind of have to have one of those. And you got, like, the Alchemist. The Alchemist is cool, too, because she has, like, a, uh, kind of like a hand cannon. It's not, like, on her arm. It's, like, a cannon that she holds in her hand. She just blasts it stuff. And it's pretty powerful, too. It, like, launches, like, explosive alchemic bombs. And, like, her main abilities, you know, she can, um... She has like a sunlight vial, or she could throw a vial that explodes into a flash, blinding vampires. So they're staggering around like, Ugh, I can't see it. You're just beating them down. The whole team is just destroying them. And they have like a light bomb immolation. I'm not even going to describe those. You can pretty much figure out what they do. And like her secondary abilities, you know, she's got like a flamethrower, and like a healing mist, and like a poison cloud, and like a firewall. Not like a computer firewall, but an actual wall of fire, which will smash a vital at your feet. And, like, these flames will, like, shoot up from the ground to burn enemies that try to cross through them. Alchemists, uh, I guess you can kind of say that they're the mages of the group. I guess, kind of, sort of. And then you have, like, the, the basic hunters, and they carry, like, a crossbow, like a repeater crossbow. Where they're just shooting at stuff from long range. It's got like bolt throwers and like multi bows. And they have equipped with them, they have like these these uh these bola kinda whip ball and whip thing where she where they throw it at you. And their enemies are kinda disabled for a short period of time, like slow them down a little bit, so you can wail on them even better. And they also come with like a uh like a kind of whip like um pretty much just a regular whip like Castlevania where they can slash at enemies and when you got vampires climbing walls you can pull them down like a scorpion get over here and just rip them apart they got grenades and explosive shots and all of that stuff so they're like a basic well-rounded all-around character so you know you get a whole team of humans like that you know it's gonna be kind of hard to beat them but it's not like completely overkill because on the vampire side they have uh, Reavers, Tyrants, Sentinels, and Deceivers. I mean, there's only four classes, but they work together really well. Their Reavers, they're kind of like the hand-to-hand, quick run around the stage and assassinate people. And they have like a pounce attack where they can jump on you like Hunter, like the Hunters from um, Left 4 Dead 2. They can jump across the screen and start ripping you apart on the ground. It actually looks kind of funny when they're doing it too because they're screaming at you and the guy's on the ground like, no, help me. And he pretty much can't get off of them unless one of your teammates comes and helps you out. They have like a sweeping kick. They have like a savage pounce and a shadow bomb. They're pretty good to have for um, just going there and just ripping them apart as fast as possible. Now the tyrants on the vampire clan, they're these big Conan looking guys and they pretty much just go in there and just beat your brains in with no mercy so I guess they're like the uh, the tank slash assault force because they can access like an ignore pain function which allows them to survive huge amounts of damage I mean that makes them pretty much the essential the essential infiltrator slash tanks for the vampire team 
and also they have sentinels they've got like these big wings and they can fly around the stage and they can jump in they can grab you and pull you up in air and let you go and you'll smack it to the ground and almost die if you're not close to death they have like a wing flap that staggers enemies and they can knock back humans with a call of like a gust wind and everything so uh i can't really like describe what class they mainly are because the vampires it seems like the vampire the different vampire classes don't really stick to one particular class unless you're like unless you're like a tyrant or something and you know the fourth class they have like a deceiver and he has like a backstab and in fact he's pretty much an assassin and you know he can cause all kind of chaotic human craziness and they don't know what's going on and they can just go in there and surprise the team. They can just burst out of smoke and start ripping you apart. They have like the disguise move where like sneaking around the stage and they can dominate your mind also. Where they focus on one guy and it's damaging them while they're doing it. And you can control their movements for a second. It's like pretty, pretty cool. So this game, you know, as I was playing it, I was like, wow, I can't believe this game is actually really, really good. And I'm not really one for like player versus player combat, but I will play this because this is just that good and entertaining. So all in all, this game, if I were to give it a rating on a scale of one to ten, I'd probably give this game an eight decapitations out of ten. Yeah, that sounds about right. 8 decapitations out of 10. This game is awesome. Go ahead, download it. It's free to download. You can get it on Steam. And just have at it, guys. Another cool game I wanted to talk to you guys about was uh, Dying Light. I actually uh, recently picked this up. You can um, get it on the Xbox One. You can get it on Linux, Windows, uh, Microsoft Windows. You can get it on PlayStation 4. I like this game because it reminds me of Dead Island 1 and 2, like to the T. I mean, you're running around this gigantic map and you're killing zombies and you're trying to complete all these objectives and you're trying to see what's going on, how to get it out of there, and just completing all kinds of crazy objectives. And you've got all these crazy weird people coming out, some are friendly, some are trying to kill you, you got people trying to steal stuff, people trying to survive. It's phenomenal when I got the game and I put and I turned it on it looked just like Dead Island except the graphics were on steroids man they really beefed it up they I don't even know how many pixels they put in this game but it looks so good and it actually runs so fluently too it's not like one of those games where you're playing it and you're pressing certain things your control and it takes a little bit for the guy to actually do it nah this game has got it down man this game was brought to us by a company called Polish. They're actually they actually developed the game, and it was published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. So as you're playing this game, you assume the role of a Kyle Crane, um, Roger Crane Smith. He's pretty much an undercover operative sent to infiltrate the quarantine zone, and during his mission. Well, his whole mission is to go in there and retrieve a document from some uh, crazy political figure gone rogue 
this guy, uh, Race, or, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much sure, I'm pretty sure it's Race. Um, so you go in there, right, and you've been sent there by this, uh, government organization called the GRE. They actually hired you to go in and retrieve a sensitive file stolen from them. Now, you're sent to the city of Haran, which a mysterious viral outbreak has occurred. Oh no, another viral outbreak. So you know it's gonna mean zombies. Lots of zombies everywhere. So you go in there and you meet up with um, specific key characters like Jade and Amir who are um, kind of like on this rogue anarchist group who are trying to fight back from pretty much everyone. Because, you know, they live there and they pretty much just want to survive. So they and their group have taken refuge in um, this huge building they call the tower and it's pretty much a giant tower that they have fortified against the zombies so in the beginning of the game you're kind of airdropped into the area and you meet some bandits and they're fighting you and you know one thing leads to another a gun goes off some zombies start coming so you first meet Jade and Amir. They're pretty much the first tower residents that you meet and they're trying to like save you from the zombies. As you're making your way back to the tower, Amir kind of gets overrun by the zombies and he's killed and that's pretty much the last you see of him. Kind of sad that they killed him off so quickly but eh, you know that's just how the plot went. So you follow Jade to the tower and you get in there and you meet all these different cast of characters and the main ones, you know, of course, being Jade yourself, are Ramir, oh, I'm sorry, Rahim, and Brecken. Now, Rahim or Rahim, however you want to say it, I'm just going to say Rahim because I'm pretty sure that's how they say it in the game. Rahim is the young, idealistic, glory seeker of the group, and, you know, he always wants to do things big and kind of get his name known out there, even though there's zombies all around him. Jade is kind of the level-headed, take precaution, do things the safe and secure way. And Brecken is the main head honcho in charge. You know, he's the leader of all the tower survivors, who in actuality is a former parkour instructor. But, you know, he's got strong ethics and empathy. So as you're working with them throughout the game, you're going to eventually run into Race, who is the main antagonist throughout the entire game. And you're going to have constant run-ins with him, he's going to have you going out and doing miscellaneous tasks for him because he pretty much controls all of the supplies that are airdropped into the area and are distributed throughout the land. He's pretty much the Fidel Castro of the whole game. So, you know, throughout the game, you're going to be hating him throughout the entire... It's throughout its entirety. The game's got everything that the island has, from melee weapons that you can upgrade and craft, to your firearms, to your Molotov cocktails, to your grenades, and you even use firecrackers that you can mod to explode into like a shrapnel kind of firecracker round. It's actually pretty cool. 
One major difference I noticed about this game as opposed to the Deadline games, there, you don't have to go to like a stationary place to craft and repair your items. You can pretty much do it on the fly. But with certain items, you can only repair them a certain number of times before you have to just make another a whole nother item. Which is kind of cool, but it kind of irked a couple of people I know. But you know, that's to be expected. Now, this game incorporates a certain thing called parkouring, which is pretty much you running and jumping and climbing over stuff. It's actually really entertaining. Personally, I didn't know what parkouring was until I played this game and a friend explained it to me. I was like, oh, is that what you call this? Where you just jump on top of stuff and you're pretty much running all over things like Sunset Overdrive? He's like, yeah, it's pretty much just like that, except in the Dead Island game. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's actually pretty exciting. You can have up to four players in your party slash world at the same time, and all four of you are doing co-op campaigns. You're all working together, you're taking stuff down, you're securing safe houses, and you're basically doing missions for all of the tower residents, as well as some people you find sprinkled here and there throughout the map. Another thing they added to this that sets it apart from Dead Island is they put invasion mode in this game where you can actually play as a specific beefed up super powerful zombie and you can invade other people's games like real people playing the game you can invade their games and you can pretty much have like a player versus four survivors kind of match going where they're trying to run around the match and they're trying to destroy the hives that you have to like kind of get you out of the game cause the zombie that you get is super powerful. This special zombie that you assume control of, they called it the Night Hunter. And as you're playing, you pretty much have to watch over the nest of incubating volatiles. AKA other zombies. Alright, now this nightmare of a zombie, this guy has a skill that it's called Horde Summoner Spit. And it does just what it's called. It actually summons suicider zombies to hunt down any targeted humans. So they pretty much run up to them and just explode on them. Also, this guy has a ground pound kind of attack. Where he literally pounds the ground. And everyone around him in say like a 5 meter radius is knocked off the ground. And they're kind of pushed back. So if they're like on a roof or something, they fall to their death. Then this thing can actually leap on you like a hunter from Left 4 Dead 2 and just rip you apart. And when he's doing that, if the character he's on dies, he can actually leap to another character right away and do the same thing to him until all four of the players are dead. It's super fast. He can block UV light with a special shield that he has. You don't actually see a shield, but he kind of blocks it. And he also has a UV suppressor spit where he can like spit into a certain area and it will disable the UV lights on the flashlights that the uh, survivors have. This is a pretty serious zombie to be going up again so you would need four people to take it down. Now he does kinda seem overpowered but luckily if any one of the survivors actually hits him with a UV light he can't use any of those special moves. So he's pretty much just a regular slow moving zombie crawling around like no don't own me and you can just pretty much take them out right then putting all of these things together makes a really fun and exciting time when you're playing this game if I were to give this um, a rating on a scale of 1 to 10 
I'd probably give it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine decapitations out of ten. And last but not least, I wanted to quickly talk to you guys about a game that was I downloaded for the Xbox One called D4 Dark Dreams Don't Die. It's a one-player game, and you assume the role of David Young. He's a private investigator whose wife has been murdered, but the traumatic event surrounding her death kind of left Young unable to recollect the memories. And it also allowed him to travel through time. I mean, you can't travel through time arbitrarily, as, you know, the, the powers are activated upon finding certain items and objects that bring the player to specific points in time. The game is pretty much a detective kind of game where you're going to all of these different places and you're gathering clues and everything you're trying to figure out exactly who murdered your wife to bring them to justice. That's pretty much the entirety of the game. It's actually, it's actually really interesting and actually a lot really funny at times. And the game is actually for a detective type game. It's actually really fun to play because I don't usually play games like this, but this game actually kept my interest and entertained me quite a bit. So, I just wanted to quickly go over that with you guys. So, if I was going to give this like a 1 out of 10, I'd probably give this a solid 7 detective punches in the face out of 10. As always, I thank you guys for your time. And I will be seeing you guys later, and I'll be checking out the comments and messages that you guys leave for us. As always, for Otaku, Bayutaku, we love you guys, and thank you for tuning in again. Later.